Welcome everyone to the Oave Torah, Daf Yomi Shiur. Today's Shiur is Daf Nun Bet. We will begin on Daf Nun Aleph, Amur Bet, on the bottom. Where it says, Amalir of Safar, of Abba. Kigon Anan. What about in cases like us? Diyad Anan, Bikviat, Bikviat, Ha. We know about the moon. Biyishuv, Lo of Denan. The Gemara is asking now the following question. When we have two days of Yom Tov, right? Uh, the older days, they used to have two days of Yom Tov everywhere outside Israel. So in Eretz Yisrael, they would have one day Yom Tov. So the first day of Pesach was one day of Pesach, not two days of Pesach. And in, uh, if you lived in Bavel, it was two days of Pesach. If you lived in Yerushalayim or Haifa, then you had one day Shavuot. If you live in Egypt, you have two. <coughs> that was because uh, anywhere in Israel, they were able to get to you and let you inform you whether or not the witnesses came on the first day of Rosh Chodesh or the second day of Rosh Chodesh. And if the witnesses came, and, and since you knew when Rosh Chodesh was, so you know when the 15th of the month was. The 15th of the month is, is Pesach, the 15th of the month is Sukkot, or the 6th of the month is Shavuot. Okay, you'll know what day it is, because they'll get to you. But since it took so much time to travel to Egypt or Babylonia, the people couldn't get there in time to let them know about when the month is, and therefore they had to keep two days just in case, since there's only one of two days Rosh Chodesh could be. So therefore there's one of two days that Sukkot should be. Both days we kept. That was the rule, how it used to be in the old days. Once it came to a certain time in history, towards the end of the days of the Mishnah. If I'm not mistaken, uh, there was a, uh, a rabbi called Hillel who realized, was actually the end, the end of the Gemara, sorry, the end of the Gemara, the Talmud Yerushalmi. So they realized that the people... were having trouble with the government. The government wasn't letting the people get, uh, get together, the rabbis get together, to put together the month. And they couldn't accept witnesses anymore. And therefore, they were afraid that, that if they can't do it, you won't be able to do it at all. And therefore, Hillel got together, and he figured out the calendar astronomically from now till Mashiach comes. And we're still using that calendar that he's using, where he figured out which when every uh, Rosh Chodesh is going to be, and therefore now in Egypt we know exactly which day is going to be, which day is going to be Rosh Chodesh, and therefore we're going to know when Shavuot is and when and when uh, Sukkot is. And therefore nowadays there's technically no reason why you'd have to keep two days of holiday because we know when the holiday is going to be. Even nowadays it makes no difference. If you're in Israel or if you're in America, you should really have one day holiday. However, the Haimim told us when they asked the question, they said, You be careful with the minhag of your fathers. And therefore we keep it we're keeping it regardless with the minhag of our fathers that since we were we're in uh we keep those rules. Now, the question is now that's true regarding keeping the halachot. Okay, fine. 
But what happens if we're going from place to place? We want to know now. When you're going from place to place, do you have to keep the laws? So in other words, be Yishuv, while we're in the Yishuv. So if you go from Israel to Babylonia, right? Ruf Safra was a was a Eretz Israel rabbi, so he had only, really only one day. Now, when he's visiting Bavel, so he has a question: Should he have one day or two days? So while he's in Bavel, of course, he has to keep the minhag of the place where he's in. But the question is: Midbar, while he's on the road, Midbar, my what would be the halacha in the Midbar? You can't have a machloket, so you do it when you're with people. If you're alone, what's the law? Amalehachi Amar of Ami, Bishuva Asur, Midbar Mutar. Rav Ami says that while you're in the Midbar, being that you are <clears throat> alone, it's okay. So that means. He's in a place where there's no well, first of all, maybe he had a minion with him. Okay. Or maybe he didn't have a minion, right? Maybe there's no minion on Yomtov. One of the two, yes. And since he's alone and is on his way back on his way back to Israel is fine. Others hold that once you got to the place, you have to be strict till you go back. In other words, others hold that once you got to Bavel, then you have to stick with the Bavel custom unless you're intending to go back. If you plan to stay there, even even if you once you got there, you have to stick with the rules, even if you get to the wilderness and you start off in a place like Israel. Okay, good. Says the Gemara. From Natabar Asya Azal Mibay Rav Lubamudita. There's a rabbi from Natabar Asya. He went from from Bayrav, from from the the Yeshiva, to Pompadita, Biyomtov Shalin Shalatzerit on the second day of Shavuot. Shamte Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef heard what happened and he put him in Hiram. Put the rabbi in Hiram. Amal Abaya, well a day more Nagdi, why don't you give him Malkut? Amalei told him, Adifa Avdi, I did him I did him the worst punishment. Dimarva, how do I know that it's worse to put him in Khirim than to give him Malkut? Dimarva, because in, in Israel, Miemenu Anigda de Bar Berav. They they give Malkut on a rabbi who goes against the law. And they don't give him uh Khirim. So if I put him in Khirim, that's even worse. That's according to this, putting Khirim is worse than Malkut. Ikadami, there's others who say the other way around. Nagya Ryosu, the Ryosu actually gave him Malkut. Amalabai and Abaya says, Nishmati more one we put him in Khirim, the opposite. Ravish will both say that if a guy uh if a guy goes against two days of the holiday, we could give him Malkut. 
This is for regular people. Since he's a rabbi, the tavolo of Levida, I did it better for him. The Marabav Minu Agnatu the Beberav Lomin Mashmata. According to this, he's doing it better by putting him in, putting him in, by giving him Malkut, because that's what they do in in Eretz Yisrael. They give him Malkut. They don't put him in in Chenem. Uh, Chenem is worse. Either way. It seems like because he's a rabbi, they're giving him preferential treatment. The machloket is what's the preferential treatment? Okay. Kayotzeba hamolich perot Okay. So we had in the Mishnah a similar case. The Mishnah, if you don't mind going back for a second, the Mishnah Nunam Abet. The Mishnah ended with the following. We said Va'al Yishne Adam Do not change the custom because of the machloket. Kayotzeba similarly. If a guy's moving shivit fruit from a place where there's no more left, so for example, let's say you have Shemitah avocados, and you grew the avocados in a place where, in the place where Kalu, where there's no more avocados in the trees, the rule is that on Shemitah, you're allowed to have avocados like anyone else is allowed to have avocados. So, uh, if, they, if you have a, a thousand cases of avocados that grow every year on your trees, you can pick up a case of avocados for yourself and keep them in your house. There's no issue that you can't have. Everyone can, everyone can have your sweet avocados, so could you. Now, once there's no more avocados on the trees and there's nothing left for anyone to take, that's called kalu. Once that happens, you can't have any more avocados in your house because that would be that you're you're storing it. You're not allowed to you're not allowed to be the owner and store your avocados like normally. So you could have one. Everyone can have when there's no more in the field. You can't have. Now what happens if you go from a place Shikalu, You go from a place that there's no more avocados in the field, and then you move to the next town, and in that town there are more avocados. So what's the halacha? Do you go with the town that you left or the town that you're going to? So he said, if you went from a place that finished to a place that didn't finish, or from a place that didn't finish to a place that did finish, you have to get rid of it. Tanakama says, either way, this place, that place, you have to be get rid of it. When you went from place, finished to fin- not finished, or not finished to finished. And if Yehuda says the following words, go and you could say, go bring also you. Now those words are unclear. We don't know exactly what they mean. Go bring also you. It sounds like he's saying that I'm allowed to keep stuff. And if anyone asks me, how come you still have avocados? I could say, you also bring avocados from the other place. And therefore, it's okay. Something like, something to that sort, the Mishnah sounds like. Now let's go back to how Gemara and analyze it. Says the Gemara. Says the Gemara. Doesn't Rabbi Yehuda agree with the Mishnah where it says that we give a guy who leaves from place to place the strictness of the place that he left from and the place that he's going to? And if so, if so, let's see Rashi on this. What the question is. The question is an interesting question. Okay, 
ובזה המקום כלו, אבל אני הבאתי את שלי ממקום היתר, ואין כאן מחלוקת. ולתר יביודה דעשון משום חומרי מקום שהלך לשם, ואפילו אין שם מחלוקת. אוקיי. Okay. saying here is as follows. It sounds like if you have a guy who's new and he's eating a Shemitah product, it sounds like Yudha is saying, you, I could, even though everyone here is not eating, I could tell them, go to a certain place and go get your stuff. Sounds like if I go to a place and there's no avocados, I can tell them, yeah, go back to my place and get avocados from there. And therefore, I'm allowed to continue eating. Doesn't he agree that you have to always take the chumrah of the place that you're going to? Says the Gemara, I'm Rav Shisha Brei Dev Ida, Milta Achriti Kamar Behuda. Behuda is saying something else. This is what he's saying. O Mekom Shilokalu, the Makom Shilokalu. Tarakama is saying the following. If you go from a place where it's not finished, where there are avocados, to another place where there are avocados, Vishama, and then you heard in the second place, Shikalum Kamo, that in the original place that you started from, there's no more avocados. So a guy goes from Haifa to Tel Aviv. Okay? In Haifa, there were avocados. In Tel Aviv, there's also avocados. When you get to Tel Aviv, you hear that in Haifa, there's no more avocados now. So what should you do? So Tanakama says, get rid of them. Because since you are from Haifa, so you are not allowed to have them anymore. The Tel Aviv guys can have them, but not you. Yerudah says, He could tell the people of his hometown, you could come to Tel Aviv also and get some. And therefore he's allowed to go with the Tel Aviv rule, even though he's from Haifa. While he's in Tel Aviv, because he could tell the Haifa people, you could go get also from, my, from Tel Aviv. Ask the Gemara, Lememer de Behuda lekula kamar. According to you, Behuda is coming to say leniency? Right? Says the Gemara, what? What do you mean? I thought the Bazaar says that Behuda's statement is a Chumrah. So it's not what you said. So you changed the Mishnah, but you changed it in a way that Behuda is saying a Kula, he's supposed to be a Chumrah. Oh. Says the Gemara, Ela Ipuch. Rather swap it. It says, according to this, Tanakama is the one who says you don't have to get rid of it. You also should get, who is telling the people, you also could bring more of this from the place where you came from. And therefore it's gone. And basically, according to this, Yehuda is saying, when he gets to Tel Aviv, he's going to say, you also bring from Haifa. And since in Haifa it's gone, Yehuda is saying, I can't have. And therefore he's being strict. Right. Really, we don't have to switch it. If you go from a place where there's nothing left. Okay, well, we have two towns again. We have Ashdod and uh, Beersheba. You went from Ashdod to Beersheba. 
and Makom Shelo Kalu, the Makom Shekalu. So in Ashdod, there are there are avocados, and you went to Be'er Sheva where there's no avocados. Ve'echziran lekomam. So if you go from Be'er Shelo Kalu to Be'er Shekalu, then you have to get rid of it. But Ve'echziran lekomam. If you went back to your to their place. You don't have to get rid of them. So if you t- took the fruit back to the place where it came from, you don't have to get rid of them. That's Tanakama. Rehuda says, Go get more from where they came from. And since it's gone over there, you're stuck. So basically the case is you have Ashdod and Be'er Sheva. Ashdod has... Be'er Sheva has no avocados. Okay? He brings avocados from Ashdod to Be'er Sheva, and now he has to get rid of them. Okay? If he returns them back to Ashdod, he doesn't have to get rid of them, Tanakhama says. If Yehuda says, he has to tell them, go back to where you came from. Since I moved there, I'm stuck and I have to stick with the rules over there. Matkvila Rashi, Rashi asks a question. According to Yehuda, Atu Agaba de Chamra Katlinu? Kaltinu? Basically, they're asking, did the avocados, the fact that they were on the back of a donkey, made them asur, they can't go switch? I brought these avocados from Ashdod with me to Beersheba. I got to Beersheba, and you're going to tell me they're now asur, and I can't bring them back to Ashdod and eat them? The fact that on the back of the donkey makes them asur? Why? Doesn't make sense. How can he hold that if I bring them back, they can't go back to the old town? So what? They're on a donkey. El Amar Rashi. Rashi says a different shot in the Machloket in Amishnah. He says, Bepluk'te dahani tanai, the Machloket of the following tanaim, the tanan, hakovesh losh kibshin bechavit echad. Let's say a guy takes one barrel of pickles and he makes three types of pickles in the same barrel. You make pepper pickles, carrot pickles, tomato pickles in the same Barrel. Good. On Shemitah. Rebelezer Omer. Ochlan al Rishon. Let's say the first one that's missing from the field is the tomatoes. Okay? Rebelezer says, once there's no tomatoes, you can't eat anything in the jar. That's Rebelezer. Rebelezer Omer. He says, not only you could still eat all of them, up to the Aharon, up to the last one. That's the most lenient. Rabban Gamliel Omer, Kol shekala minasadeh yeva'er mo mino minachavit. As you get rid of each one, they're not all together. He says, as you get rid of each one from the field, you get rid of that type from the barrel. Okay? So now, Tanakhama, the Mishnah, is going like Rabbi Yeshua, who's the one who says, that yeah, you could be lenient. And, uh, and Behuda is going like a bank of the other. Each one goes on its own. And that was the Machlok of the Mishnah. He says, go bring, bring also yourself. Valachah kidvarav. 
and we follow him, Rabban Gamliel, like Rabbi Huda. Ravina Amar. Ravina is going to explain the machloka between Rabbi Huda and Tanakama like this. We eat dates until the last tree in Tsar loses its dates. So like, like we're talking over here about fruit from the field on Shemitah. And the last Tsar is a city that has a lot of palm trees. And therefore... Tanakama holds that since uh, Tsar is in the region of Yehuda, so you don't have to have in your town, if Be'er Sheva is in Yehuda, Be'er Sheva could be out of dates. But since Tsar still has dates and it's in your neighborhood, that's enough. Okay? <clears throat> right? Rashbag Omer, Rashbag says, Ochlin al shel ben hakipin, you could eat on dates that get stuck on them on the keeping. It seems like there are there are palm branches, and sometimes you could have a cluster of dates that get stuck on the palm branches, <clears throat> and they didn't fall to the ground. Now, technically. As long as they're in the branches, you could get them. But if they got, it gets stuck in the thorns, if the, if the dates get stuck in the thorns, technically those are not available for the animals of the field because the animals of the field can't get into the thorns. And therefore, having dates there does not allow it. So... According to this, the Tanakama is holding like the Tanakama over here. It sounds like it has to be completely gone. And the Tanakama is saying that as long as there's any dates in Sar, even if they're in between the thorns, it's, a, it's, it's okay. And Behud is being strict, and he's saying that the dates between the thorns, you can't go with them. Tanakama, we learned in the Mishnah. Shlosh al-Tzot there are three lands for getting rid of stuff. Yehuda, Evriyaden, and Galil. Those are the three lands in Israel. Yehuda is the bottom of Israel, uh, on, on, the, on the west bank of the Jordan. Evriyaden uh, is the east bank of the Jordan, which is current-day Jordan. Galil and the north of Israel. And in each land, there's three separate lands. Why do they tell you there's three outs of You could eat in each place until each one of the places in it loses all their dates, let's say. How do we know that you could go with Yehuda as his own place? And Galila's own place, and Eredim's own place. Maybe, maybe they're all together, or maybe each city separate. 
Amar Bchama Baruch for Amar Biosi Barchanina. Amar Kapasuk says, "V'lebehemtecha v'lechayasher ba'artzecha." It says you have to eat it as long as there's enough for the animals and the wild animals that are in your land. They, as long as they can eat the dates, you can eat the dates. That's what Basuk says. You could feed, as long as the wild animals can eat in the field, your animals, your domesticated animals can eat in your house. Once there's no more for the chayat, which is in the field, you have to stop feeding your animals in your house. We learned. We have a, a, a tradition that the animals in Yehuda do not eat the fruit in the Galil. And the people in the Galil don't eat from Yehuda. And therefore, since the animals in one won't eat from the other, therefore we know that this whole area is one area when it comes to Shemitah. Tanurabaran. We learned in a brighter. If you have fruit that were taken from Shemitah to Chutzlaretz, you have to get rid of them in your in, in Chutzlaretz, wherever they are. According to Shemim Lazar, if you took fruit from Haifa to Alexandria in Egypt, you... And now they tell you, guess what? There's no more dates in Haifa. Then you take out your dates and you leave them out in the street in Alexandria. According to that's according to uh, Tanakama. Rashba says, no, you have to return them to Haifa and let them put them out in the street in Haifa. Pasuk says, in your land, and you can't do it. Anywhere else. We already used Be'artzecha to teach you that you could use Be'artzecha to tell you that if you're miss, if you're in Be'er Sheva and there's still more in Ashdod, it's okay. So how can you use it now to tell you that to bring my Alexandria fruit back to Haifa if you already used it to teach me that you were used to teach me that I could rely on one other city in the same uh, county as me. Says You have to read the pasuk ba'aretz and ba'aretzecha. Inami me'asher ba'aretzecha. Either from aretz aretzecha or from the word asher ba'aretzecha. Okay. Says the Gemara. Rav Safra nafik me'aretz lechutzas. There's a story that Rav Safra went from Eretz to Chutzlaretz. And what happened? He had a keg of wine. With him were Rav Huna and Rav Ika, the son of Rav Kana. So he told them, Is there anyone who heard from if the halachas like Rabbi Shimon ben Azad or not, that I have to bring it back to Israel because he had Shemitah wine with him. Anyone know? Amalu of Kana, Hachi Amar Rabbi Abu, Halacha Kiri Shimon ben Azad, Halacha they have to bring it back. Amalu Huna Brayder Vikar Huna Brayder Vikar said, Hachi Amar Rabbi Abu, and Halacha Kiri Shimon ben Azad, Halacha is not like that. They could put it out even in Alexandria, and if so, Amalu Amar Rabbi Sasser of Sarfa says, Nekotai Klal Devuna Bedecha. 
You should follow of Huna. That the halacha is not like Rashba. Why? Because he's very, very careful to make sure he knows exactly what his rabbi says. He says, And therefore, in the end, we're following Rav, Ka, Rav, Rav Huna, not Rav Kana. Now, how do we know that Rachva Babadita was very careful with what his Rebbe said also? Steve Kaful Haya. Steve Livnimi Steve. He said that Harabait in Eretz Yisrael was surrounded by benches. And it had a double row of benches around the whole Harabait. Says the Gemara. I guess there was a machloket. Uh, I think they used those benches uh, in the time of Sukkot, if I'm not mistaken. Okay? Kareleh of Yosef. Yosef said the following, Ami be'atzi be'etzo yish'al umaklo yagidlo. People ask about its wood, and his stick will declare what it is. Kolam ekilo magidlo. Whoever rules leanly for person, he he could declare it on that person, which means that Rabbi, Rav, uh, Rav Safra is following Rabbi Abhu, according to Rav Huna. And therefore, Rav Yosef says about Rav Safra that he is somebody that you could be... Sh- you could be uh, lenient for. You could follow this, this lenient opinion for. Okay. Rabbi Eli cuts Kifanya the Shvit. Rabbi Eli once chopped down a palm tree with dates on it, on Shemitah. Hechi Avi Rabbi Hachi. Le'ochla Amar Rachmana. Velolev said, you're only allowed to eat things on, on Shemitah. You're not allowed to destroy things. And you're chopping down the tree? Maybe you're going to say that's only true when it became actual dates. When it didn't develop into a full fruit, it's okay. And here, there weren't actual dates. It was date berries that are going to grow into dates. The, the calyxes that cover the dates of Orla are prohibited. Since it protects the fruit. When, when is it a Shomer Leperi? When they're small. Because these calyxes dry up before the date gets ripe. We called it a peri. This we had in Berachot. So basically what happens is like this. Uh, there's these calyxes that grow to protect the fruit before it gets ripe. Once the, 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 the date gets ripe, the calyxes fall off. Now, we say that 
anything that protects a fruit is like a fruit and it's orla. So during the first three years of the fruit, you can't eat anything that protects the fruit. And the Gemara says that the calyxes are actually asur in orla. Why? Because they're protecting the fruit. Even though they only protect it before it's fully ripened. So you see, a not fully ripened fruit is called fruit. And since that's true, how could the rabbi cut down the tree again? Don't tell me that it's because it's not fruit yet. You see that from the calyxes that it still comes in the fruit. Says Yosef. Is going like Rabbi Yosef. What's wrong with cutting the, the, the tree? Cutting the tree is he getting rid of shemitah yeah. fruit? Because we know that if you cut, you know that you're, you're, right now you're destroying the fruit. But we're burning it. What? You could burn it. So what's wrong with cutting the tree? You could burn what? Is there a problem because it's cutting a, a, a fruit tree? Oh, so they they're talking over here in a case where the wood of the tree is more valuable than fruit. Still, you could cut a fruit tree. You could cut a fruit tree if the wood is more valuable than the fruit. Yes. Okay, we're talking. We're assuming you're talking about that type of case. It's a good question. Here we're only talking about the shemitah part of it. Right. So Gemara says, "Nachman da Amar Kib Yosi." Yosi Omer Smadar Asum Reshu Peri. But the argument is Greek. Rav Nachman, who said before that the the matchili de orla asur, that's only because he goes like Rabbi Yossi. But we go like Rabbanan, and therefore the reason why he's able to cut down this day tree is because he's going like Rabbanan. Because Rabbi he says a smadar, which is an early uh, grape, is asur because of the peri on orla. And Rabbanan disagree with them. Since they disagree, we'll just say that the rabbi who cut down the tree is going like Rabbanan and he holds it's not a petty and therefore he's allowed to cut it. Okay, I think we'll stop over here. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.